Alright, that was much needed. Sponsored Wait. by Chacha Matcha. No, we need to get that sponsored. <laughs> well, everyone, welcome to the second episode of Trying to Figure It Out. Yes! We have my amazing friend Jordan here today. Um, Hi. She is literally probably the first person I could ever think of to have on this podcast. If you remember, we were sitting at Chacha Matcha like probably a month ago and yeah. I was telling you all about the podcast and you were like, what's the name? I was like, I'm trying to figure it out. And you were like, no, that's it. Wait, that's literally it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were just ready with that name. And then I was like, wait, does that make sense? And then I thought about the theme of the podcast and it was literally exactly what I was trying to do. Yeah. Like, you nailed it. So, with that, I can't think of a better way to cheers to the first guest on the pod. Yes. We have Chacha Matcha here trying today. to reach. I know. It's hard to reach. Mm-hmm. Your favorite drink? Purple drink, macadamia. She gets it. She gets it. I knew today I was like, it's got to be the macadamia milk always. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm happy for you, by the way. Thank like, you. congrats on the podcast. And, like, all your success, I feel like, at such a young age. Thank you. I mean, right <laughs> back at you. Are you kidding? Oh, no, no. Mm. Everyone in L.A. is talking about this right now. How is Coachella? Oh, my gosh. Coachella. Well, I feel like every year has been an easier experience. Okay, so I started off my first year. I was GA, and I was car camping. No like, car camping. You know what I'm talking about? Which is an experience I think everyone should go through, but... If you've ever, like, had VIP or, like, stayed in the house, it's not like you're going to go car camping the next year. So I feel like I did it right. (laughs) I went car camping GA. Then I went um, VIP, and I stayed with Sheehan at a house um, that was, like, you know, driving from the festival. And it was was okay. It was a chill experience for sure. Then this year I was artist, and I stayed with White Fox, and it was walking distance to the festival. So it's, like, each year just got, like, an easier, like, kind of, like, weight off of my back. And... I actually preferred the last couple years as performances and, like, artists. So this year, I feel like the artists were, like, a 5 out of 10 in my personal opinion. But, like, my overall Coachella experience was, like, a 9 out of 10. Do you feel like you go for the artists or do you feel like you go for the experience? I go for the artists. Okay. And, I love that And a you. little <laughs> bit about the content, I'd say. Like, of course. I literally had to do, like, a TikTok a day, an Instagram post a day, and a story a day for the brand I was working with. Whoa. So... It's kind of like content and artists for You're me because like I have to, which know? is fun. Like content for Coachella is the vibe. You can't complain. The like outfits are sick that. and the like, I don't know. It's just the vibe and I can't complain. I feel that. Well, that leads me to my next question. Which day was your favorite outfit? Ooh. And what did you wear? Obviously. I don't think I ever posted my favorite outfit. But it wasn't very Coachella. It was just very Jordan, okay? I wore just, like, the tr- the black trousers, like, the you know, tight at the waist, baggy good leg. fitting, baggy pants, with a bathing suit top that had gold. It was a – it was black bathing suit top, and then in the middle it had just gold, and it said white yeah. fox. So all you could – and I wore a black blazer. So all Love you could that. see was, like, the little gold in the middle and then, like, the blazer with the pants. And I did a high ponytail. And I was like, honestly, this is a vibe and I think it's my favorite. But I never posted it. Well, maybe we can get the sneak peek <laughs> yes. of the podcast and show everyone what yes. the outfit I'll, I'll send you a little pic. She'll pop right. up. A little behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You grew up a very long way away from Coachella. You're from <laughs> Michigan. My yes. family's from Michigan. So I kind of know a little bit about what it's like. <laughs> I've always lived close to big cities. And, I mean, you are not too far from Detroit but Mm -hmm. 
What was it like growing up in a small town in Michigan versus the life you have now? Ooh, I mean, so different, but I'm so thankful I still have that. So I think that's what makes me a little different than a lot of other girls out in L.A. is when a lot of girls like move here, um, they just get caught up in the scene here. And I have always had that like going away to home and like being muddy still and like not doing my hair and makeup and having like family time going fishing like I just have that still and so I'm so thankful to be from there and still have that and I feel like that's who I still am today which is really good to say that will forever feel like home to me even though recently ever since I moved into my apartment by myself in LA I've kind of really felt like LA has also become my home when I've lived here for so long I never even felt like that totally that's the best feeling I've experienced like home will always be home but Mm -hmm. knowing that you made a place for yourself that feels Mm -hmm. like a different kind of home is such a cool way to like start transitioning into that phase of really feeling like an adult and yeah just doing your own thing you know Mm mm-hmm So for those of my listeners who don't know, Michigan is the automobile capital of America, and you are a car lover, as we know. So where did your love of cars come from? Okay, so I've always been an adrenaline junkie, and I think that's really where it came from. I, my family had four-wheelers and snowmobiles, but you would not catch me driving. (laughs) I was always terrified of getting, like, behind the wheel. But I think where it started was... Um, I started going to this place called West Coast Customs out in LA because we were family friends and I did a music video for one of the sons. So we just got super close. We became like super, we're like still family friends. Mm-hmm. And whenever I was just like free or whatever it was, I would always go chill there. And West Coast Customs is a rap shop. A they, They're on Pit My Ride. They have like, he has a West Coast Customs like Netflix show or something. Mm-hmm. And it's, they do Travis Scott's cars, Jeffree Star, Post Malone, Justin Bieber. They do all the cars. So I was always around that, but it was never like, oh, I want one of these. Yeah. So where that started was I kind of got into the car community in L.A., which is all my friends. And technically, my ex-boyfriend introduced me to people because he was super into it. So I started hanging around all these people that just had, like, supercars and hypercars or whatever it was and car shows, car meets. And... As soon as I was like, okay, the next thing I want to purchase is a car, but I don't even think I had my license yet. So (laughs) I learned how to drive during COVID in Michigan, and that's when I came out to LA, and I started just driving around like one of his cars or something, and I... He forced me to basically drive from... I remember this moment from Westlake Village to Santa Monica, but I was taking the canyons because I was like afraid of the freeways. So then by the end of that, I was like, wait, I want to drive home on the freeway. So as soon as I did that, I like broke all these barriers in the same day and like conquered all these fears that I was just like, all right, I need a supercar and I need a car. (laughs) So then I got a car. I have a her. Uh, oh my god! I wish I said I have a Huracan. Oh my god! I wanted a Huracan, but I bought a Lamborghini Aventador Roadster. That's so sick. That's I've been seeing it all over, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to ask for a ride soon. Oh, I you feel like have you're like one go. of the few people I would trust to drive me in one of those cars. I, I, I feel always you tell. That's so scary. Like, it's, I I always tell everyone I'm like, my mom loves me. 
I can't have anything happen to me. So Seriously, anyone though. should trust me driving because my mom loves me too much. What was your relationship like when you grew up with your brothers and your parents mm-hmm. as a kid doing all the things that you were doing? Was it hard to stay close and stay in touch? What was that like for you? That's a good question. My mom and I lived in California while my little brother and and a little a little later my older brother moved out to LA but at the beginning it was my brother was in college and and older brother was in college in Chicago my little brother and my dad were at home in Michigan like farmers you know <laughs> like my my little brother absolutely hated LA he totally had what it took to just like be a model even if he wanted to do it and we had him in agency in a while for a while but it just wasn't his thing he needed to be like that guy at home yeah and school and like normal life I guess was his thing so my dad worked in agriculture and he was kind of like gone sometimes so my mom would have to come back and be with him in the beginning but then when my mom and I were like okay we need to move to LA we just moved to LA and they stayed home now and then my older brother joined us out in LA when I filmed Abby's Ultimate Dance Competition. So he was kind of like holding down the fort and all the dogs. And my little brother and my dad were just happy in Michigan. They came out for holidays and birthdays and everything like that. To be honest, I felt like my childhood went by like so fast oh, that sure. it didn't even feel like I was away that much. And I'm thankful for it, for sure. Like, my dad and brother just knew that that's what needed to happen. And my dad wasn't going to have me being in L.A. alone without my mom. And even when I was 18, it was like I wasn't done needing my mom. And, like, again, I didn't have a driver's license. She'd drive me to my auditions. She'd drive me to music video sets. Like, she was my personal assistant, my mom, my manager, like, everything in one. So I just had to have her. We made it work, and that was how it was. I kind of love that, though. It's kind of cool to have such a unique relationship with your mom, you know? I mean, obviously, it comes with hardship having your mom also manage you and Mm -hmm. do all that stuff, but it's such a blessing to get to have so much unlimited time together. Mm -hmm. So you grew up dancing. How did that start for you? Did you always love to dance as a little kid? Like, what got you into that? And was it that you were just amazing at it and everyone was like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is a talent that she has? What was it for you? I think, I think, that's correct to be honest like I don't really remember like I said I just know that my my mom and dad owned the studio so I always got like extra hours and I was always improving in the studio late at night I was always improving I would go to dance competitions in Chicago and Detroit I would take like master classes by like the most iconic choreographers and I would get scholarships to keep going back and back and back and then there was this dance convention called the pulse on tour And that's where I really started being like, holy crap, I'm really good at dancing. And everyone here is so good. And it became like. (laughs) It's a great song. Tell my brother. Yeah, it's. It's a great song. (laughs) Um, Hopefully there's nothing serious going on. If he calls again, I'll just be like, no, if you have to answer. We can stop. Yeah, you're good. Um, I said I'm in a podcast. Let's just see. So basically, okay, let's just see. He needs math help. Oh, my God. So, like, oh, my God. Like, what? I, anyways, I feel like that taps into everything you were just saying about, is this the brother that didn't want to leave Michigan? Yes. Okay, that that is so fitting. No, yeah, he's trying to be an electrician or something, and he needs to do a math test to be that. I don't even know. We clearly have different life paths. But going back to dancing, basically, there was, like, 14-year-old, like, 
crew of just professional dancers we were so good so we were all protégés and then if you're like really good by the end of the year there's like a huge huge nationals four dancers from intermediate four dancers from advanced and four dancers from like advanced pro were the top dancers that became elite protégés so being an elite protégé meant i was basically the one of four of the best dancers in my age group everyone went there and if you were like that top four it was like insane so because of that my mom was like all right we need to take this serious and move to LA so that's kind of where it all took off okay it was like the pulse on tour elite protege professional dancing backup dancing music videos stuff like that so sick it's a lot it, it, it was a lot in five years I swear yeah. like I did like 15 years of work that's insane mm-hmm. I can't imagine Okay, I have to have my brief fangirl moment because I did grow up watching Dance Moms mm-hmm. and obviously I watched the Abby Lee Dance <laughs> Ultimate Dance. Abby's Ultimate Dance Competition. Abby's Ultimate Dance Competition. I was literally obsessed. It was a big <laughs> phase in my life. I in Asia. Literally think about that show all the time. Yes. Like, it's just insane. So it's very <laughs> exciting for me to be talking about this <laughs> with you. Like, definitely yes. a brief fangirl moment walk me through how you went from the dance world to where you are now because Mm -hmm. I feel like dance is always going to be a huge part of your life but Mm -hmm. you're more like on TikTok now you're podcasting Mm -hmm. you're doing all this different stuff I mean the the car stuff I feel like has almost become part of your like brand yeah to be honest (laughs) how did you get to that point where you're at dancing yeah basically it was all transitional and organic for me it wasn't ever in my mind that I wanted to be a dancer my whole life it was I wanted to be a triple threat so when I was able to be in LA and be around all of this like being from Michigan there's like two dance studios maybe but there's there's about nothing else like I was able to have the resources and connections and people around me who were successful and talented and driven so because of that I was like kind of so good at dancing to the point of I was like all right well it's time to to do something else to get to that goal of Britney Spears that I want to be at because I don't I don't need to put all my eggs in one basket so I started doing vocal lessons and I started doing acting classes then I was in a girl group and that's what really transferred for me I was basically hired as a dancer in this girl group but then I was rapping in it so so that's rapping in this girl group brought me into this world I started off with rapping and doing my own music videos my own cover music videos on my YouTube channel grew my YouTube channel started singing more because I was in act er, in singing classes but I wasn't ready to just like go belting so (laughs) so I took singing classes and then um, left the girl group was on the dance show which again grew my following so my following was growing at the same time I was like kind of behind the scenes growing as a musician and artist and all these things at once that as soon as I was off the tv show I was able to really focus on my like social media career with singing as my main thing then that's amazing you said before that your childhood went by super fast Mm -hmm. what is it like being in the spotlight at such a young age and now even I would much rather prefer the the path I had than an overnight like if I would have just blown up on TikTok I just feel like I would have been a lot different just because I'm not like using people or a social climber or like dating people for clout or whatever it is or going to these events to network it's like I've really just stayed me and used my platforms the way I've wanted to for so long that 
I am working for that longevity and yeah I've been in the spotlight but it's almost been like I grew up in it so it's normal that's and I can't even describe it I know that feeling I talked actually about this last week in my podcast in a totally different way but you know I grew up with divorced parents and Mm -hmm. that's all I know and I said like a big takeaway for me is like people could ask me what it's like living with divorced parents and I'm like kind of similar to you I don't know anything else that's Mm -hmm. all I know yeah I don't know anything else it's just what I'm used to so it doesn't feel as weird as it would to an outsider yeah I wasn't just like thrown into this and then wake up with 10 million followers is so gradual like <laughs> so Imagine. gradual just tomorrow morning <laughs> who bought them hey <laughs> you know now you're 22 mm. and you're legally able to drink and you live in a world where there's so many events that you have to go to part of them is just for work that you have to show up and can that network I know that you don't drink mm-hmm. so how do you manage attending these work events where other people are partying and that's not really part of who you are? I always say if I did drink or I did do drugs or I did smoke weed because I feel like those are kind of like groups or ways to connect with people and it's almost a lot of people do it to be cool or to fit in or to be in that circle or that group or yeah, they need alcohol to talk to that person or to stay at the event or they go to that event because there's an open bar. But... (laughs) I I always say this. They're like, oh, open bar tonight. Like, let's go. That's the way to get people to show up. Yeah, I swear. It's insane. (laughs) And I'm just like, ah. But I definitely would be a lot more successful if I was a networker. But that's just not in me. And I feel like that's also why I don't even care to try to drink or anything like that. But it is something when I have to go to an event and everyone is just drinking or it is harder for me to like talk to people. I am completely an introvert when it comes to anything that I'm invited to, to be honest. But yeah, I've just never been a fan of being around it. So I don't even really go to events like I in like 2015 and 16 when I was really young and no one was doing that. I would pop out. I would have to have my hair, makeup, and stylist come every day for a red carpet event at night. Whatever it was, like, I was at all these places. But just getting older, when it just comes to events and networking and drinking and stuff like that, like, I can easily just step back and maybe miss an opportunity or two. But in the long run, I feel like it's way better for me. At what point did you make that choice and why mm-hmm. why did you make that choice yeah I always just knew that I never wanted to be addicted to anything for my kids yeah. and I just because I have an addictive personality so I knew I was never gonna drink when I was like 15 like I just knew and because some of my friends did like start drinking or whatever and honestly I was around a bunch of people who had the same mindset That's like amazing. I had a lot of friends who had similar like experiences where they were like yeah I'm I have an addictive personality and like I don't want to go out and it was my friends we'd play tag like I'm 16 and 17 playing tag (laughs) at Oakwood with like 16 of my friends and like Nukem which is like (laughs) this volleyball game and like this game called manhunt or did I say I said tag but it's called manhunt but that was just like my group I always knew that I wanted to stay young and fun for as long as possible and I just know how much much drinking like brings you down and like basically makes you depressed and anything I'm the opposite of that so I don't 
I just knew I never like needed it or wanted it or anything. But yeah, I did lose my dad to alcohol. He fell down the stairs while he was drunk and hit his head. So it's like I always knew I never wanted to drink. That's honestly why I'm so passionate about kind of my story of kind of letting people know how serious it can be, whether it's college or or whatnot. It's like people have to really realize the anything can happen. Accidents can happen. Sure, I can be sober and fall down the stairs. I get it. I know that it's not like it's not like, you know, it's not like an everyday thing. But for sure, accidents happen. And I want people to be more knowledgeable about their actions and their family members and things like that. And I just want to live forever and I want everyone to live forever. And that's just like me. So any way I can kind of make that happen, I just roll with that. I have so much respect for that. First off, I'm (laughs) so sorry for your loss. And I'm so sorry that you had to experience that at the age that you were at. Yeah, I think I was 19. Yeah, I can't. I don't even know how to say anything other than I'm so proud of you and the person that you are like Mm -hmm. you are one of the strongest people I've ever met thank you I have so much respect for you know you're not shaming you're not judging you're just so real about the fact that like Mm -hmm. you are so caring you love everyone you want everyone to you literally just said you want everyone to live forever and you want to do what you can to do that like that's just like I have so much respect for that and thank you I really appreciate it and it definitely is advice that I try to think about very yeah often I know you as do. your friend I know you do <laughs> so is LA everything you thought it would be I just saw a post today that someone was answering this and they were like LA living in LA is like a movie and honestly that is so it like it's so true it is so crazy how different my life is when I'm in LA in my routine and how different it is in Michigan I swear I'm living Hannah Montana <laughs> Like I, I go, I go home and I'm one thing and I come out here and I'm like, where's the matcha and the air one? And like, there's so much traffic and everyone's trying to be successful and rich. And then I go home to Michigan and it's just like, people are literally watching series. Like I can't, like I'm (laughs) like, people are watching shows and we're like living in them. You know what I'm saying? My life is just so go, go, go. And living in LA, it's like. I have something from like eight to eight or I just like pack my schedule like I have Pilates and I I don't even know just living living in LA is something that is so real from shows that it's insane you see people just like vlogging on the street and it's so normal and if I were to do that in Michigan I would literally be like screamed at by boys in a truck (laughs) (laughs) literally okay I have a total sidebar now because you mentioned Hannah Montana and I have this crazy question that I think about all the time Okay, if Hannah Montana went to your school, but, like, it was the Miley Cyrus and, like, she was hiding it, do you think you would have figured it out? Because no one ever figured it out in her high school. But, like, do you think you would have known? Oh, yes. I have this, like, weird intuition (laughs) and I love, like, stalking and finding things out. It's just, like, it it soothes my boredom. Okay. Like, you know those girls that can find out anything at any time, anywhere, by, like, one hint? I'm pretty so you're sure you're a we... P.I. Yeah. <laughs> you're a secret P.I. And that's what I, I say. Like, if I wasn't doing what I was doing, I would be I would be a personal investigator. I'd be an I'd be FBI. I would be, like... CIA, for sure. Yeah. I that's what I would be. CIA. Because <laughs> I feel like I can get away with anything, and that. I can figure out anything. So I swear, like, I, I see, like... It just makes me crazy, but, like, my my friends be like, oh, who was he with last night? And I can figure it out in 12 seconds. 
I'm going to need to hire you sometime. Yeah. Just no, me. literally. <laughs> and it's just no, like, no one plays games with me because I can just, you I just figure know. everything out. You just are going to Yeah, know. I figure it out. I figure out who, who my Miley Cyrus is. Okay. So, hot take, you would know. I feel like yeah. I wouldn't. I'm just so gullible. Oh, no, not me. I don't and, know like, why. she was kind of nerdy at her school, which nothing wrong with that, but she was kind of nerdy, so I feel like I wouldn't be, like, looking into, like, what she was really doing when she went home. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's hard to really know. You talked about the party scene. You talked about how you kind of just do your own thing. What is it like for you just living in L.A. and having everything you do be on the internet? Since probably January or December, I've held my love life back. And I never did that. I always had public relationships, public this. But, um, yeah, I've just recently started to kind of understand that private not a secret is a thing and kind of yeah that's kind of where I'm at right now um I'm just trying to hide a little bit more of my personal life but I like can't go even three hours without posting on my story so it's like if that's what I'm doing with my life like if I'm hanging out with someone all day every day yeah and I have to post it's my job I'm not I there's just some things I can't hide and I don't want to but that's just really the only thing. I mean, what you see is kind of what you get with me. And I'm so active on every platform, to be honest, that I'm an open book. Yeah. And I have a podcast. Like Anyone who has a podcast, literally, like, Signing there's nothing. That, you have to talk about <laughs> everything. So I That's literally what I'm trying to do here. So I'm really grateful that you're here to do it with me because I feel like with me starting this space, I just mm-hmm. want to get into the deep stuff and talk about stuff that isn't as easy to talk about especially when you have a microphone in your face and a camera on you but I just want to share stories and I think you're giving so much advice that people are going to really appreciate so I appreciate you thank you so how would you say your relationship with your family has evolved in the last few years since you've really been out here alone because now your mom's back in Michigan honestly I don't like that I can't be with my mom every five seconds like I relied on her for sure and I just know that my brother like needs my mom and we have literally six cats and five dogs so it's basically impossible for her to live in LA with me in the apartment with all those animals so like I get it and she works for the family business so she like has her own thing going on right now and she's very happy and she just gets to just be back home and like she's doing yard work right now and she's just so happy and I love going back home and it makes it for sure more special my brother I mean like we've we've just like dealt with the fact that we are kind of like long distance siblings and my long distance sibling yeah so honestly we we are just like still super close but it's just not the same for sure, yeah. but it's um, it's very special when they get to come out to L.A. My brother helped me move into my apartment, and that's the last time he was in L.A. When was that? Like, July. Whoa. But, like, I go back there. Like, I yeah. was there for what was just what just happened. Your mom's um, birthday. My mom's birthday. And it was forget? your birthday. Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I was just there for, like, five days. I mean, you know. It's, like, all about growing up, and I did it a lot later than a lot of people. So I – yeah, it's it's hard, but um, living alone is the best thing for me right now. Like, I – Never 
I love living alone right now. Like it's so good. Everything is the way I want it. Even if you want to be messy for a few days, like if you ever did, it's like it's fine. If you choose to live in the mess, you choose to live in it. It's it is what it is. But my mess is literally like four clothes on the ground and my bed's just not made. Like it's oh I'm never home, so there's never a mess. It's not even possible. Do you feel a pressure to take care of your family? And that doesn't have to be financially, mm. but do you feel this like need to support them in more ways than you did before? Good question. Honestly, I okay, the only reason I say yes about financially is because my mom and dad put in probably upward of a million dollars to my career. So I owe them so much. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm not the type of person to just like, like, I don't know. I'm like a giver. My whole family says like, if I have it, I'm going to like give it even if I don't have it. Like that's literally how it kind (laughs) of is. Every kid's dream is to basically buy their mom a house or like support their parents or have their parents never work again. Mm -hmm. And so like that is me and I am able to do that. So I'm going to do that. My mom, sure, she works for the family business, and it's not like she's relying on me, really, but it's like I like to help them and just, like, do special things for them whenever I can. And it's not that I feel like I'm needed in that scenario. I know I make money. I know why I make money, and so I'm going to pay that forward whenever I get the chance or can or am able to. I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah. And and I feel like I'd be the same way. Yeah. Would you say you're like more of an empath? Yes. Yeah. I I feel like that's why we get along very well and understand each other. Okay. So we're just going to do like a fun rapid fire section just because why not? Okay. So you love baseball. Mm -hmm. Dodgers Mm -hmm. first place right now. Mm -hmm. Congrats. Yep. What? As they should. Is your favorite thing about going to Dodger Stadium? Oh my gosh, the vibes. <laughs> I can't even give you a solid answer, it but like when you just walk in, it's like it's equivalent to Disneyland and Dodger Stadium was like the two best places on earth and your bed. I agree. I'm yep. a Disney adult, so I feel you. Yes. <laughs> what are the three coolest cars you've gone to drive and what are you driving right now? You kind of already okay. touched on that. But. My car is number one, Aventador. It's the best car I've driven, and it's my car. That's so crazy to even be able to say. Congrats. Another experience in a car I'll never forget is I drove a Lamborghini Huracan up the coast for Monterey Car Week, and that experience was – that's why I needed a a Aventador or any supercar, really. I thought I wanted a Huracan because of that scenario because I was like, wow, I didn't think I could be in a supercar for six hours and be comfortable and say it's fun at the same time. So Huracan, and then third – I would honestly say my Tesla. Like, okay, I drove my friend's Plaid, which is the fastest production car right now, and it is the fa- it should be le- it should be illegal. I think that you need to have a special license. I agree. It is Completely. overpowered and it is scary. That's how- terrifying. And I if drive. You're saying that? I drive. I believe you because and I feel like you go fast. My car is <laughs> 0 to 16 3.4 seconds. I think that car is like 1.2 seconds. That you- doesn't even make sense. How is that street legal? I don't know. I don't think it should be. It's so fun. Don't get me don't get me wrong, but I think that's like up there with the best cars I've driven. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm terrified of everything, so I'm just going to go with She's you. She's going to be with her Range Rover. Yeah, I'm like a mom driving a literal mom SUV. Uh-huh. 
Okay. What are your top three favorite restaurants in LA? They can be vegan. They don't have to be. Oh, yes, vegan. Um, Morrow's Cafe. Best. Or Morrow Cafe. So good. Jinya Ramen Bar. Haven't been there. What? We need okay, to go. we're going. Okay. Jinya Ramen Bar. <laughs> um, it's not vegan and they have vegan options. You know what I'm saying? So you'll, you'll be happy. And then number three, probably Air One. It's not really a restaurant, but it's but it my kind everyday. Of it's my spot. It kind of, it's become a, I don't go there for anything except for like yeah. the hot food bar. Yeah. You can't buy groceries there. It's just not, no. a, it's not acceptable. Come on. <laughs> okay. Tattoo portion. Tell me your th- most meaningful tattoo and then your favorite tattoo. Most meaningful, to be honest, is probably my newest one. Um, I mean, I have like my date for my mom and dad and then I have angel wings. So those like are up there. But honestly, I have love you million years behind my back. And that's like the saying my whole family has said. It's we say love you million years or miss you million years. And so I just wanted to get it kind of for my dad. But at the same time, my whole family, that's like just the saying. We don't just say like love you. It's like or sometimes we just say million years. And that just kind of means like across the board. So it was just special. And I love that tattoo. But my sister and I also have a rose. So that's also meaningful. Amazing. Okay, and lastly, we're going to go into my favorite segment of the podcast. It is called, it's, no, don't be scared. You're going to love this. (laughs) Okay, it's called Alpies 3. I started a playlist on Spotify where I'm adding all my three favorite songs from each episode. Okay, yes. And (laughs) I know you'd say. It's a whole thing. So you and I kind of bond over the fact that we love Juice World. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're still keeping him going every day because I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't listen to him. Same. At all. Same. So I want to know your favorite Juice World song, and then I'll give one, and then you can give another one. Okay. Man of the Year by Juice World. I Rome. know you love that song. I, you know, <laughs> you know. Isn't that funny? So funny. Not every time I hear that song, I think of you, and it makes yep. me smile. So. Yeah. That is, um. that's my, like, <laughs> Wake up, it's about to be a best day ever song. So man of the year. That's your song. Yeah. I love it. Okay, mine is kind of like random, but it has to be candles. Wow, okay, I was listening to that today. It's I listen to it once a day for sure. It's honestly so hard to pick one. Mm-hmm. It like doesn't even really another, feel right. Another one I was listening to today that just like was hitting me with like I feel like my like life right now is end of the road. That is a good one. That is so, dude, he is so good. There's a song for every day and every mood. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter. He has got you covered. (laughs) Do you like Titanic? Yes. It's an underrated one. Yes. It's super random, but I love it. Honestly, I feel like he is underrated. I agree. Because obviously he's a legend and everyone knows that, but I don't think people really know like the random songs. And that's something I said in the last segment of LP's three. Mm -hmm. I was like... I always pick that one song off the album, and it's always my favorite, but mm-hmm. no one knows it. You know, From My Window? Yeah. That's also been, like, up there right so now. So good. It's, like, another one. It's just, like, you're not a Juice fan, bro, if you, you don't, don't know the, know. like, middles. Even, like, his, like, interludes from that first album, Goodbyes and Good Riddance, like, the, yeah, why you keep calling me? Like, yeah. I said I was <laughs> done with you. Like, I don't even know. Like, if you listen to the projects, it's, like, a You have project. to go in order. Because it, like, it really hits different. And that's, like, a part of us just being in the industry and, like, knowing artists and working with artists, whatever. Yeah. Like, we know how important, like, that album is from top to bottom. 100%. And it is such a project. And we know what goes into creating it, the storyline. If Sheesh. you miss something, you're just not doing it right. We're wrapping up. Yes. I've known you for, I feel like, 
maybe like six or seven yeah. months, which is kind of crazy. I can't believe that because yeah. there's just certain people you meet and you oh. feel like you've known them forever. Right? I know. And something I admire about you so much is how positive you are, how warm you are, how Thank welcoming you. you are. You are so loving and caring and I'm just grateful for that. And I hope that my listeners today can take away from you and your attitude and just get some like wisdom out of you because you're only 22 but you have more wisdom than most people who are in their 70s and that's something you you should never take for granted because it's amazing so you're gonna have to come back because my studio is gonna be up and running Wednesday oh so unfortunate because we could have done it there yeah fire you're just gonna have to be a guest again and we'll just keep chopping it up so Jordan okay with that thank you so much for being here I had the best time with you do a final cheers yes cheers a bunch of cheers all right see you